2021, everyone, and welcome to an all-new season of Second City Sports Zoom Style. Zoom, Zoom Style. Along with Miss Lakina McGee and Mr. Lamont Scott, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG, SK80. Once again, SK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on Twitter and at Kina underscore McGee on the IG. And you can follow me at Lamont Scott on Facebook. Lamont Scott 69 on Instagram and Lamont Scott 16 on Twitter. You can go to our website, weareregalradio.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-E-G-A-L radio.com. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure you search for War on Anchor. That's W-A-R-R on Anchor, including that iHeartRadio app. Once you download that app, iHeartRadio app, do the same thing. Type in that search engine box, War on Anchor. We're also on the tube, a.k.a. YouTube, at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media. You can not only listen to us, but watch us. Do our thing. Hello. Hello. Oh. Alive. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and speaking of looking alive, can you believe this, ladies and gentlemen? 2020, at least the last effects of it, has carried over into 2021. Well, Sid, what do you mean? <laughs> the Monsters of the Midway, i.e. the Chicago Bears, the 2020 edition, yes, this is true, they are qualifying for the 2020 National Football League playoffs. And it's true that they will travel to the Bayou to face Lamont Scott's New Orleans Saints next Sunday afternoon at 3.40 p.m. Central Standard Time on CBS and the Nickelodeon Network. Oh, we won't get into that later. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Um... We're not joking, folks. We're not joking. <laughs> Despite the Week 17 loss in a regular season home from Nally to the Green Bay Packers 35-16, to the Bears backed their way in into the playoffs by virtue of the Arizona Cardinals' loss to the Los Angeles Rams. We'll get into that game later. <laughs> but, guys, I want to get your thoughts uh, on uh, the regular season finale loss to the Green Bay Packers. I'll start with you, Lakina. Were you surprised? Uh, uh, let me say this first in our picks, which I retweeted the, on Sunday. Uh, I was said fool. They did pick the Bears. They did show up for three and a half quarters, but – they didn't have enough to beat the Packers. So did um, Sunday's results surprise any of you guys? I'll start with you, Lakina. Oh no, not at all. I, I figured that I figured that it would be not exactly the same way it happened in, in the earlier season, you know, earlier season meeting between these two teams that happened on Sunday night football, which the Bears were humiliated. And look, we got look, you got a little bit of effort from the Bears offense. They actually looked better this time around, but Aaron Rodgers shows you why he's probably going to be the MVP of the league. We'll get to that and get that in a little bit. But if it wasn't for an early, a sure touchdown drop by Marquez Valdez Scanlon, that score would have been a lot worse. It probably would have been that, you know, 40 something that would have, you know, that, that would have been, you know, during the first meeting. But look, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, look, Mr. Bissy had a bad interception. David Montgomery only had 22 carries, so they didn't run the ball as they, much as they should have. You know, they were banged up. I mean, Roquan Smith left with an elbow injury. We'll see if that, you know, if he'll be able to play Sunday against the Saints. But, you know, if you look at overall, I mean, the Bears showed you who, you, who they are. You know, they, that hasn't changed the whole season. I mean, this this you know, six-game, uh, four- or five-game uh, win streak that they went on before that loss to the Packers, it didn't change much. 
I mean, you saw who they are. And look, this doesn't change my mindset. We'll get to the Saints game on Friday's pod. But I, I'm not, of course, I'm not surprised that they somehow, you know, backed in because if it wasn't meant for the NFL adding that extra wild card, they'd be, they'd be sitting at home right now. But, you know, that's, that's another story. But, uh, I mean, they show who they are. My mindset hasn't changed. I'll save, I'll save our divisional picks, wild card weekend picks, I should say, first for Friday's um, pod. But, excuse me, this doesn't, it doesn't change much for me. You know, everyone shows you who they were, and they are who you thought they were. Okay. You're right, Lakina. If it wasn't for that extra playoff space, they wouldn't be there. But they are there. So... We must look at the positives. <laughs> they are a better team over the last month. I think they played much better than I thought they would. They didn't seem scared. They just was overmatched by a better quarterback and a few a few position players that are better than us. But the way that they played Green Bay going into the playoffs, if they was playing anybody other than the Saints, they may even could win a game. I mean, the offense has been showing up enough to win a game if the defense can stick around. I mean, we lost Roquan. I think that hurt a lot. I think they would realize how much that hurt and sign him to a better contract after this season. And I think going forward, I mean, we got we got something to look forward to. We got another game, my Super Bowl, of course. And and, and it's like I'm not disappointed at the outcome because I didn't pick them to win anyway. It was, the situation was okay, play like y'all can play. At least they showed up. I mean, I would have been more hurt if they had lost back then and didn't show up as opposed to the fact that they lost back then. You know what I'm saying? So I'm cool with, I'm cool with just being in the playoffs because it's an extra check for some of them younger guys. Moody, Moody can use that extra check. You know, some of them rookies can use that extra check. So I'm glad they end the playoffs. You're listening to Second City Sports along with Lakina McGee and Lamont Scott. I am Sidney Burns. We discussed the week 17 loss for the Chicago Bears, 35 to 16, losing to the hated rival Green Bay Packers. But they do qualify for the 2020 NFL playoffs as they'll take on the Saints uh, next Sunday in the Bayou at 3.40 p.m. Central Standard Time. Just to review the game quickly, guys, Allen Robinson was uh, greatly covered by the Packers secondary. Darnell Mooney had a great game with over 100 yards on 11 catches. As you guys mentioned, Trubisky had an okay game, but that uh, turnover in the fourth quarter uh, opened the game for the Packers as they were leading by 5-21-16, and the floodgates opened. I'm with you. Uh, I, I want to say you, Lakina, brought it up. Uh, um, well, David Montgomery, uh, uh, he should have had more carries. I know he got dinged up early in the game, but if you notice early in the game when uh, they committed the run, referring to the Bears, they were actually, in fact, that they kept Green Bay's defense honest and Aaron Rodgers off the field. I would like to have seen Jimmy Graham more involved. Cole commit. I know they got that stupid shovel pass uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> completed to for some positive yardage, but I would like to have seen them uh, use their tight ends more. Uh, there, there were some encouraging things to see from the Bears' defense. They did get one sack on Aaron Rodgers, but after Roquan Smith's injury, you could tell that uh, that the tight started to turn for the Green Bay Packers. It was Shelley. I don't know who the other guy was for the Chicago Bears who replaced Jalen Johnson, but you could tell that uh, that Bears' secondary 
minus Cal Fuller. Woo, it's bad. If Jalen Johnson doesn't come back and bust the screen, even though he's had a terrible year, if those two guys don't come back before Sunday's game against the Saints, it's going to get ugly and ugly real fast. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. Because I think for yeah, cause I think I think for me you can tell that Shelly was just over a match. I mean, you you look, you're trying to put a rookie uh, against Devontae Adams, one of the top wide receivers in the league. So that that's a pretty tall task for him, for him. So, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised. I mean, they needed they need Jalen Johnson back. You know, they they and they need him back quick. And yeah, you, know, you know, or else like he says, so it's gonna get really ugly. And you know, the Saints are motivated. They're on a mission. So. You know, Kyle, I saw, I heard Kyle Fuller's name a couple of times. Eddie Jackson. I mean, look, he made, <laughs> he made a couple of stops. I mean, Josh Woods, who who was World Browns replacement, did what he could, four solo tackles. But you can tell that the, this this defense is starting to show their um, crap. Yeah, they've been saying, and they've been doing it for like the last month. Yeah, and, and you see one play, Aaron Rodgers even let you know that he had a rookie on him. He was like, he ain't that smart. He ain't that smart. <laughs> he went at the, at the uh, Devontae Adams made, uh, I think it was a quick nine. Aaron Rodgers went over, Aaron Rodgers looking at him like, he ain't that smart. You got him. You got him. So I think they knew what they was working against, like Sid said. And also, too, you guys, you took you referred to Marquez Valdez-Scallon's touchdown catch and run. Now, Danny Gervaitan was caught almost two full steps behind them. And Aaron Rodgers saw that. It was a one-on-one coverage. And it just hit Valdez Scanlon right down the middle uh, for that touchdown. I like Danny Gervaitan personally. I know he was part of the turnaround for the Bears. He was here under the John Fox administration from the Denver Broncos. But I think his time is up. So I wish I'll bring this point up now as we turn to the front office, of course. Before Sunday's games, uh, it was reported by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that um, head coach Matt Nagy uh, will return next year. I said, when I, when I first heard that, I started laughing out loud. I said, one, the McCaskies really didn't want to do this due to the situation we're in right now, which we talked about for the last few weeks. Number two, on the silly side, they must have known something that we, did, we didn't know. And they, they, really, they really felt confident that the, the Bears were going to make it to playoffs. Of course, they made it by uh, bagging in via the Arizona Cardinals' loss. Now, the question stands – Will Ryan Pace returns return to the Bears because he has one year left on his contract right now? And do you trust him to, to pick up uh, the players uh, going forward? Because the Bears still need a tackle. They need another star wide receiver. Uh, assuming that uh, Allen Robinson, even now Allen Robinson comes back on a franchise tag deal, you still need another wide receiver. And you need a couple of good stud young linebackers. I know people are talking about well, you could release Robert Quinn. Uh, it's not that simple. And it depends on what the salary cap is due to the situation we're in right now. You may have to cut a little more players. So uh, it's going to be a, a potential hack for the Chicago Bears. So do you get, get rid of Ryan Pace or do you still stick the course with him now, now that we know that uh, McCaskey's going to stick, stick the course with Matt Nagy? You know, see it. Remember last year when we was having this conversation, I had made a comment that we should have kept uh, Pukowski instead of Danny Trevathan in the first place. And mm -hmm. if we find him last year, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. And your other point, remember earlier I told you that if Pace got a year left and they're going back with Nagy, they're going to run it back. 
I've been telling y'all that for a couple of weeks. They didn't win the Green Bay game, but they made the playoffs, which is just as good as winning that Green Bay game. So they happy with where they at. They happy with running it back. They're going to take another year to try to find that tackle that you're talking about. And they're going to try to come up with a wide receiver. They're going to probably tag him, like you said, with, Al with Allen Robinson. And they need a backup running back also. You see what happens when David Montgomery go down? Who are we going to hand the ball to? It won't be Cordell Patterson anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's gone. He's gone So after, the, after this season. So that won't be able to keep him. Yeah, so, you know, you look at it and you say, well, you know what? They may bring him back as they return. Well, he'll pro bowler. They may bring him back. They're going to run it back anyway. So it's a good chance they could bring him back. So, I mean, a lot of us going to be looking at this same team next year. Yeah, um, our good buddy, uh, Russ Dorsey, who we've had on the show, your friend of the show, uh, who does a great job because he's a reporter for the Sun-Times, he said – he said, look, I think Bears fans should – I paraphrase what he, what he tweeted last night, but he said that Bears fans should be asking for more. And you know what? He's right. I mean, I'm seeing people say, well, hey, look, at least we made the playoffs. Like, well, you didn't earn your way in. You got in because of a, you know, a rule that's the extra team. So you're that extra team. You're eight and eight, which a lot of people had you at anyway. You would have been better off losing out. So, you know, yes, unfortunately, I'm sure everybody's going to be back. Probably Pace, Nagy. We know Nagy's coming back. Trubisky, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. If you're Allen Robinson, you're hoping that they don't get the franchise tag because you want you want out. So, I, I mean, you're 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 basically you're still mediocrity. You're not you're not as bad as uh, the Jets or the Jags, but you're not as good as the Saints or the Packers. Yeah, middle of the pack. Yeah, and that's what happens when you're in mediocrity. You can go up or you can go down, but you got to be honest with yourself. Like we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, and I'll back up your point, Lamont, uh, we knew that the McCaskies were going to run it back if they had somehow made the playoffs. As of right now, it's good enough for them. Now, if you bring back Trubisky, obviously it depends on what he does uh, this coming Sunday against the New Orleans Saints in his, in his second career playoff game. If if Trubisky does well enough, I think the Bears will bring him back. If he stinks up the joint, it's a 50-50 shot that, he, that he's brought back. If you bring him back, you can bring him back on a one- or two-year deal. You can bring him back on a one-year deal with the option for, for the second year. I think that's smart for the Bears to do if, if you want to bring back Trubisky for another season, which, which I bring this up again. If you bring back Ryan Pace, do you trust him to make the picks for the future of this franchise? Uh, out of all the other positions that we mentioned earlier, this franchise lacks a franchise quarterback. And do you trust Ryan Pace to make that pick in this year's 2021 draft? That's it. He, won't, he really won't have the opportunity to make that pick in this draft by making the playoffs. So what you running it back and what you bringing him back for another year we really only trust in him to continue to add on to a team where the next person may be in the position to make that pick. Because I don't see one, you see a franchise change of quarterback coming out that we may be in a position to get. I don't think that's going to be our route. I think we may have to be on the wait and see what happens to Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz bandwagon going forward or something of that nature. I don't see or the Tyrod Taylor return going forward. You know, I don't 
see us being in a position to even get a franchise quarterback in the draft. So we got to just trust him to build around what he already has for next year. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. Interesting if they do, you know, bring somebody else, you know, to replace Pace. You know, he's going to be stuck with Nagy because I'm sure he's going to want to bring in his own guy. So it's there's still a lot of unanswered questions with this. I mean, yes, they made the they made the playoffs. You know, yeah, yippee! But you know, you, you still you kind of feel dirty inside. <laughs> you, yeah. feel, you feel like you don't remember her name the next day. <laughs> I'm leaving that one alone. No, I'm leaving that one alone. The kids <laughs> yeah. are listening, Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your ears, kids. <laughs> this part. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. I mean, I look. This look. Like I said before, they're they're stuck in mediocrity. It's just that simple. And I I think look, the cat the cats who are looking for a reason to keep Nagy and Pace anyway. They now have a reason to. So it is. But it is what it is. What it is. Because yeah, if you look on paper, how many years Nagy been there? Four. This is year number three. 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 So he went to the playoffs two out of the three years. He won a division. He got a winning record. On paper, if someone don't know the intricacies of the, of the situation, they will look at it and say that Nagy has done a great job. But that's because they're looking at a number from the outside looking in. It's kind of like an Instagram model. You're just looking at the picture. And that's not what the picture really is. Oh. <laughs> I I I I've got nothing. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Good night, Moving everybody. On. Moving on. Uh, let's let's review the other key games from Week 17 as you're listening to Second City Sports with Lakina McGee and Lamont Scott. I am Sydney Brown. Week 17, guys. Uh, it was some excitement. Not too much to go over. We won't break down every game because every game was not important. Of course, you have the Buffalo Bills taking care of business against the Miami Dolphins. The Cleveland Browns finally got into the playoffs for the first time since 2002, defending, defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-22. As I mentioned at the top of the program, the Los Angeles Rams will face the Seattle Seahawks in the wild card round next weekend because they defeated the Arizona Cardinals 18-7. Kyle Murray, uh, he was hurt from the word go. He tried to uh, come back. He did, but he wasn't the same. And, of course, New Orleans took care of business against Carolina. And Seattle had a comeback fashion win over the 49ers in Arizona. Anything, guys, anything that stood out to you guys from Week 17? Uh, the, the NFC East, uh, <laughs> uh, of course, you know, the NFC East, you know, would end in that fashion. I mean, you know, last night's game, you know, Washington and, and Philly, Washington wins their end. They did. But you can kind of tell that Philly was definitely, you know, didn't want to win that game. They, you know, Doug Peterson brought Nick Sutfeld on. Um, <laughs> for those of you who, you know, who are not, you know, in Big Ten country, he played in Indiana, did very well there. And, <laughs> you know, he was actually worse than Hurts. And if you looked at Hurts' face, he wasn't very happy being pulled, but he, I'm sure he knew what was up. So, but look, you're happy for Robert Rivera. You're happy for Alex Smith. You know, they get a chance to go to the playoffs. And, you know, they've actually done pretty well against Tom Brady and the Bucks, So, that should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, I was – I mean, and, and I knew – I think we had spoke about it on the last podcast, that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game. I wouldn't have let – I wouldn't have let Cleveland off the hook. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I would not have let them off the hook. Just like I had mentioned in that last podcast, if it was an NFC Central matchup, 
I don't care who was playing who. They wouldn't have let him off the hook at all. I, I just maybe the central, maybe the eight, the NFC Central is different from any other division, but they're not letting you off the hook. I don't care if the Bears had a one and nothing record and had a chance to stop uh, Green Bay or Minnesota or anybody from making the playoffs or or giving them a break to get them in the playoffs. They wouldn't do it. I don't think none of the NFC Central teams would do that. So Pittsburgh, that game, that was not it. I was. All right. Well, you know, we're being joined by, you know, if you're, if you grew up watching him play, you know, when he was at San Francisco, he got three Super Bowl rings. And, you know, those of you who are a little bit older, if you remember him, he played with Mark Harmon, a former, uh, former UCLA quarterback. He was a college football Hall of Famer. He is now an analyst for CBS Sports Network. He's been, how long have you been with CBS in, 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 as a whole, Randy? Uh, I've been in broadcasting since um, April of 89. Well, yeah. So those of you, you know, if you're all of our ages, you know who he is. At Randy Cross Football, FB, I should say, on Twitter. He is Randy Cross. Randy, how are you? Welcome to Second Season Sports. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So we'll, we'll do a little bit of NFL, too. But I know college has been your thing for the last few years. But we'll do a little NFL yeah, first before. That's fine. Before we go into college, um, out of all the, uh, the, uh, the the divisional, well, the wild card weekend, I should say, which team do you think will, which wild card team do you think will be the most dangerous? Um, God, it's kind of it's kind of hard to pick just one the way they've got it now, especially with the extra extra wild card teams playing. Um, I'm always kind of tend to, especially in the wild card round, like to go towards sort of last man in. Um, and I guess with that <laughs> rationale, you'd say it'd be Washington, uh, that they'd be awfully dangerous. I, I think, you know, they're a, in, in a normal year, they would be sort of the story of the year so far, you know, with Ron Rivera and everything else. But given what they've sort of been going through off the field, everything else around them, I, I think it's a unbelievable um, I guess, perseverance story that that, that that organization has gone in the direction it has just sort of in general messing up. And somehow Ron Rivera, you know, that whole, his, what's he call it? His ape, A-P-E principle yeah. about yeah. people, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and players and it's a personal responsibilities and everything else. God bless him. Because, you know, between chemotherapy, what Alex Smith went through, and they've got a bunch of guys in that team that it's not publicized. I mean, they are, they are one-man great, great feature stories waiting to happen. Hi, Randy. It's an honor to talk to you. I want to go to focusing on the playoffs in the NFC. Of course, Green Bay uh, finishes the season with the number one seed. But uh, here's the thing. I know they're the favorites to come out of the NFC. Do you think they have an easy path to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa Bay? Or do you think like teams like Seattle or New Orleans and Drew Brees, I believe this is going to be his last run for a title. Do you think those two teams will challenge Green Bay to, to represent the NFC? Yeah, you know, I, I, especially lately. But having been on a team that was the best team in football, um, my not my last year, but my 12th year, 
and, and we lost in the first round of the playoffs after a bye. We were really favored by quite a bit over Minnesota. Um, but they came out and they, and they beat us. That year in and year out, I think, is the biggest and hardest game that these top seeds have until they get to like a Super Bowl. Because having to sit out and then start cranking up again, I believe is, is pretty tough. And, and those that are now number two seeds and don't get a bye would look at you like you were crazy. But I think in this year specifically, having to sit and watch will not be an advantage. Lamont? Randy, pleasure to talk to you again, sir. Thank um, you, sir. Going forward with, 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 the, with, the a with the NFC teams, what NFC team you think has the best chance of knocking off that AFC team now that we know all the teams that are in the playoffs? Um, it might be Green Bay. Uh, I, I would not be completely – there's something across the world. There's something in general of the way played. If there's one guy in the NFL that has a legitimate excuse for carrying around a kind of a uh, butthurt disrespect card, uh, I think it'd be Russell Wilson. So I, I'd keep an eye on Seattle. I think Seattle can subtly, you know, up there in the witness protection program, mm -hmm. they, can, uh, <laughs> they can catch some teams. They can catch some fans and at least some teams, I think, by surprise. Going to the AFC for a second, Randy, do you think the Baltimore Ravens, do you think they can kind of have a chance to pull off a couple of upsets? They've got a chance. I, I, as positive as it is, and it's a great news story to run for that many yards. I don't care if it's week one or week 17 or week one in the playoffs. or To be able to run the ball like that um, is unrivaled. We've never seen that uh, on a regular basis, and they can run the ball. But they're in the same boat they were in. Uh, this time last year and this time the year before that, teams are going to find a way to make them beat them throwing the ball. And we're going to see. We're going to see where exactly they're at as far as that sort of maturation and that growth process. I, I'm a real big believer. Um, I, I like Baltimore as a, as a football team. I just think you've got to figure out a way to kind of put all those sort of demons to rest. And it's, it's, it's not easy. We, I was through that. I went through that one year in the playoffs myself, as far as a team goes, where, you know, we, we weren't very good, but somehow we got to the NFC championship game. It didn't work out for us, but the next year we came back and won everything. But um, I, I just think they have the biggest challenge of all the AFC teams that people love. Everybody loves them running the ball. Problem is, you get into the Super Bowl, you get into the playoffs, you get into those kind of games. It ain't about running the ball all the time, because you know Miami ain't winning Super Bowl anytime recently, uh, and they're the last team that I can remember of that just went in and shoved the ball down people's throats. Former Super Bowl champion and college football analyst for CBS Sports Network, Randy Cross is joining us here on Second City Sports. Along with Lakina McGee and Lamont Scott, I am Sydney Brown. Randy, let's stay, stick with the AFC. And I actually picked this team to represent the AFC in the, in the Super Bowl this year, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Of course, they're playing the best right now, and many people expect them to face the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC title game. What chances do you give the Buffalo Bills to possibly upset Kansas City should they meet in, in the AFC title game? I think they're built for it. I think they've got the attitude for it. I think McDermott's – Sean McDermott's – 
um, with that team. Uh, Allen is such a great example. You know, if, you, if you're a young quarterback and you want to see, you know, how you go from running and throwing in college to getting into the pros and being effective and actually taking growth steps as you go, he'd be a wonderful example of how to kind of do it the right way. Um, he, the, him this year has been crazy. Remember last year, there were, he was what I've always referred to as an evangelist quarterback. He could make 80,000 people stand up and scream <laughs> Jesus, either for a good reason or a bad reason. And last year, he'd throw those interceptions out of nowhere. You'd look and you go, where is he looking? Um, he stopped doing that. And, and he's found a way. Those aren't interceptions anymore. Those are either completions or he's taking the, the yards running the ball taking a little bit of a beating at times, but, you know, he's pulling it down and they're a much better team for it because he's eliminated those mistakes. And, and, you know, when you get a reputation like he did when he was at Wyoming, remember the one word that was always uh, associated with him. They say, well, he's a gunslinger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. That's bad. It, it's good because you're willing to take chances. The problem is when you get to the pros and you take those same chances, those guys can close on the ball from five yards away like they're in a car, much less running. Um, yep. So, yeah, and, and he's learned extremely well. Yeah, I think Buffalo – I think Buffalo's got a shot. I think the, they're going to have to go to Kansas City in order to do it probably. Um, and that is not easy. And, you know, I, th I think their biggest, their biggest challenge will be everybody's challenge against Kansas City. Um, when you get the vampire down, can you drive that stake all the way through their heart? Because, hell, how many, what, they have done by 20, 21 points in most of those playoff games last year? Yep. Yeah, and, and they were down in the Super Bowl, and they still came back. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's Patrick Mahomes. That's, that's him, and that's the faith, and that's the confidence he gives his guys. Lamont? Speaking, speaking of uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, who do you think now that the season has ended should win or should be up for that MVP? Um, knowing, the, knowing the sort of sports society we, we live in these days, um, and I'm going to be really excited if Devontae Smith actually wins the Heisman, which he probably will. Um, mm -hmm. You get MVPs, it's, it's, it's like the Heisman. It's a quarterback award. So that means it's either Patrick or it's Aaron Rodgers, or it's Allen. Um, I think those are, those are probably your choices. And uh, that really eliminates a guy that I think yesterday reminded a lot of people that he's probably the most dominant player in the NFL, and that's Aaron Donald and the way that he plays football. I don't know if you saw much of that Ram game yesterday. That yes, was stupid. That was stupid. That was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does, it's a shame he doesn't get his due nationally, it seems, right? Because, you know, he plays in the NFC West, and it, it's just, you know, he plays defense, so that it's rare that they win the MVP, so it's just unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. He, he'll probably, during the course of his career, sometime in the next five years, the way he's playing, he'll have a year that they can't ignore. I don't know why they could ignore this one, because his tackles for loss and everything else. I mean, yeah. defensively, he's the most disruptive player in the NFL. And I think if you look at a guy, you've always got to find, you know, you've got to be, you've got to know where he is. 
Well, there's a lot of guys on offense like that. There aren't that many guys on defense that are like that. But he's he's job one for anybody. And job one is find him and then allow for him. <laughs> exactly. So, Randy, let's go to the college gridiron for a second. Um, Tom Herman, no longer the Texas head coach, and now Steve Sarkeesian takes over. A, were you surprised that Herman got fired? And B, you know, what, what can Sark do to kind of make Texas a powerhouse again? Um, you know, I, and, and I'm, I'm a fan of Texas. I, I think Texas is a program that we need to be good. Um, but the number one thing they're going to have to do is the same thing you think of when you go, okay, I'm going to be the head coach at Louisville, or I'm going to be the head coach at Kentucky, or I'm going to be the head coach at Tennessee, or I'm going to be the head coach at UCLA. I'm going to, there's a list of places. You've got to be the best team recruiting in your state, in your city, in your area. And if you think about Texas, Texas hasn't dominated the state of Texas since Mac Brown was there. And even when Mac Brown was there, Houston and TCU and some of those other schools were starting to sort of pretty hard and fringe on them. And right now, there are a handful of schools that are options to be in Texas. When, when you were a kid, you know, and, and uh, heck, when I was a kid, you know, dinosaurs roamed, roamed the earth. But when I got, <laughs> when, I got, when I got recruited by Texas, they were in my final four or five schools. You know, Daryl Royal was the head coach. And if you were going to go anywhere in Texas, you were going to go to UT, period, and a report. And that's the number one thing I think that Sarkeesian's got to do is he's got to, through recruiting, make that the place to go. And he'll need probably a couple of two, three guys early on to make that choice that help sort of sway people. But he'll need two or three. He'll need a whole recruiting cycle to make that a reality. Sticking with the college coaching carousel, Randy. Of course, uh, one name that has been uh, that has been being brought up right now is Urban Meyer. Of course, he he's like you've been working in television for the last couple of years. Of course, he coached at Ohio State in Florida and some of the other places as well. Of course, uh, his name has been rumored to the New York Jets job and the Jacksonville Jaguars job. Is assuming they pick Trevor Lawrence in this upcoming year's draft. Do you think that Urban's ready for the big time to coach in the NFL? I think he's a hell of a coach. I, I think he could win at any level. You look at what he's done in the college game going, you know, Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State, and, and winning at a pretty good clip at all those places. Yeah. I mean, I think he could go to the NFL. It's, it's probably closer to college than it's ever been from the standpoint of the game itself because the NFL has begrudgingly adopted a lot of the principles, you know, as far as offense and defense and, you know, the width of the field being defended and the length of the field, all those things. Um, and the players are treated very similarly or more similarly now. They're all treated like adults where you couldn't always say that in college. It was, you know, college coaches were kind of dictators. And I think he would be able to go to, um, to an NFL job being more of a, more of a CEO type and be able to be very, very effective and motivate guys like that. I think he could do it. I just don't, A, I wouldn't see him in the New York market. That would not be a good match. And 
why go to Jacksonville unless that they basically give them half the team? Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just couldn't see it. I, I don't think, you know, I said, I'll tell you a quick story. And this, and I believe Vern Miles is an amazing coach, but I was doing a game in Miami with, with Dick Enberg. Um, the year that Nick Saban was coming out of Miami, allegedly, and we were in a production meeting. And all the questions from Dick and my producer and director were about, are you going to Alabama? Are you leaving Miami? Why in the heck would you ever leave, um, leave the Miami Dolphins in the NFL? And he looked at, you know, he looked at us and basically said, hey, I'm not going anywhere until further notice which to me was kind of funny, but they kept on and on and on. And he looked at me and goes, will you say to them how good a job Alabama is? And I started laughing. And later on, I did explain to him, but I only mentioned that story. The best job in college now to me is every bit as good as the best job in the NFL. I, I, I think the NFL is much more, though college has proven to be temporary for a lot of guys, including, including Tom Herman of late. Um, you know, I, I think the best place for Urban Meyer is a top-notch, top-of-the-heap, you know, college football job. And, and that would, there's very few of those, and they currently all have very strong, excellent coaches, and I wouldn't anticipate any of them going anywhere. But um, I, I'm not sure a place like Jacksonville or the Jets would be right for him. Lamont? Sticking with college, and I agree with you with your Heisman choice. I would love to see that gentleman win the Heisman also. What uh, quarterback do you think that's coming out may be ready to make some form of an impact in the NFL next year, other than Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, Lawrence, depending on – and they all – the caveat I will, I will go with, it still depends on who gets you. It still depends on who your teammates are. It still depends on who your coaches are, and it still depends on what kind of system you're in. And uh, all I'll offer up for evidence is you look at every, co every quarterback drafted in the top two or three over the last 20 years, how many just monumental failures there have been. And is it because the guys suddenly couldn't play quarterback? No. I mean, in the NFL, the guy that gets drafted first, second, or third – go to really bad teams and in the NFL bad team it's a habitual thing you know there's very few teams that are looking like San Francisco over the last 10 years they've been in two Super Bowls they've been in three or four NFC championship games they've been in the playoffs a lot but they've also had like the number two pick a couple times um, some teams just constantly go up and down and up and down and up and down um, I, I look at Justin Fields. I look at Trevor Lawrence. Um, I'm, I'm not as sold on Zach Wilson, per se. The kid from, from uh, what was it, South Dakota State? Yeah. Land? Trey Lance, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Lance. I, I just don't know. I saw his game. You know, that was his senior year. Um, yeah, he looks interesting, but you know, body of work-wise, it'd, it'd be a hell of a gamble. But if you had a, um, a kind of a dark horse guy, it might be that Zach Wilson. Might be him out of, out of BYU. I think Trevor's going to be pretty good. Unless he goes to the Jets, then he might get beat to death. Um, but, yeah. 
Yeah, I, you know, Justin, Justin Fields, too, to, to see what he did in that game uh, on Friday was just incredible. What a comeback. I mean, he was a guy that last three games had four touchdowns and five interceptions. The guy that played in that – the way he played Friday was nowhere near what he had done. He hadn't done – played like that since the first couple of games of the year. Yeah. All right, heading down to home stretch here with longtime – you know, football analyst Randy Cross here on Second City Sports Zoom style. Now, Randy, let's talk about your alma mater, UCLA. They finished three and four. Um, they kept it close with you know, the rival USC. What do you think UCLA has to do to get back to being that that powerhouse that 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 they were when you were there? Yeah, you know, it's it's you know I mentioned earlier they've got to have a bigger impact in recruiting. You know, you can talk about who your coach is. You can talk about, you know, your systems and everything else. If you're, you know, what were they this year? Like 46th or something in yeah. recruiting. Yep. That is what it is. I hate that saying, but it is. that means you are headed to three and four, four and three, seven and six, whatever your full season number is going to be. Um, you can't, you're not you're not the number one team in the city. You're not the number one team in the state. You're not number one team in the conference. And I think you've got the facilities. I think you've got the history. I think you've got the the assets and you've got the wherewithal to be that. You know, I'm just uh, when it when that doesn't happen, I think it's a leadership problem. And and leadership is not always just the head coach. Back to the NFL, Randy. Of course, for the third time under Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots will now participate in the playoffs. Of course, during Belichick's 20-year stay in New England, he has six Super Bowls thanks to uh, quarterback Tom Brady. Now, you played in a uh, in an era where you won a lot of Super Bowls with the San Francisco 49ers in the late Bill Walsh. Uh, what do you want to let the public know about uh, Bill Walsh that, that we just don't know? What is something that you could tell us about uh, about Bill Walsh that the public doesn't know. What made him such a head, great, great head coach in your, in your mind? Well, besides the obvious, which was, you know, his, his offensive acumen and, and how he was able to take advantage of defenses and design plays and call plays. And he was, a, he was an absolute magician when it came to play calling. Um, he and Bill Belichick have one specific thing in common that I think really served them well, especially for being able to win for, you know, a decade. And in Bill Belichick's case, two decades. I mean, to do that for 20 years is unheard of. Nobody does that. Um, but, but it's all based on a really simple thing. They're unbelievable motivators. And I don't mean about just the football team. They're, they're good at motivating Football teams are good at motivating, you know, sides of the ball, whether o, whether it's O or D. They can motivate individual groups. But they also, you know, have the ability to motivate individuals. And, you know, if you've been around large groups of individuals, whether it's a football team or a company or whatnot, there's a lot of really, A, different people, weird people, talented people. Um, but you've got to be able to motivate all of them. And those two guys, I mean, Bill, during my career, 
um, was able to do that. And then I got to watch Bill Belichick for 10 years in the preseason. I, I did the Patriots preseason games and was around them in training camp. And it was crazy watching him and the way he could kind of, not mind games, but kind of move them around mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, was very, very incredible. It was incredible. That's something those two guys shared, and that's the reason they're both going to they're both going to be uh, side by side in the Hall of Fame soon. Lamont, sticking with uh, a history lesson, so to speak, <clears throat> which player now do you think in the NFL could have had the kind of success they have now back then when you played? Um. <clears throat> well, I, to, we talked about him earlier. Aaron Donald, I think, would translate well. Um, I think it would almost be an unfair advantage to put a Patrick Mahomes. In. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think there, if if there's if there's one guy that is a, um, you know, we always talk about generation skippers. You know, Lawrence Taylor was a generation skipper. Um, Jerry Rice was a generation skipper. Um, guys like that. Um, there's a guy playing right now that I think if you put him in 1985 or 1975, 65, 55, 45, wherever you wanted to put him, he would be just as incredible. And that's Derrick Henry. Oh. Derrick Henry doesn't he, – he travels – he's a time traveler. He could go <laughs> forward or he could go backwards. But you get a guy that big, that fast, that tough, that's – it's almost unfair. I mean, it really is almost unfair that he can play the way he – the way he can – the way he can. And, you know, this season, rushing for 2,000 yards, that's something that people have to consider that one of the, one of the great seasons ever. And he would – he could play – he could play right there. In fact, back when I played, they called Derrick Henry Eric Dickerson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just a freaking nature. Um, last question for me. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot, Randy. Who wins the national championship, Alabama or Ohio State? Um, well, I got to be honest. I picked Clemson at the beginning of the year, so I was dead wrong. I didn't see that Ohio State slapping uh, coming, but I think I got to go with Alabama. I think their ability to score and their offensive line, their, their work at the line of scrimmage. Um, that's the biggest advantage I think they have, especially, you know, right now going into a game against Ohio state, there are probably four or five teams, excuse me, teams that dominate recruiting, especially at the line of scrimmage. And it's no coincidence. Four of them just played, uh, in the college football playoff. Those four teams dominate when it comes to the offensive and defensive lines and kids coming out of high school. And nobody dominates at the line of scrimmage like Alabama. Last question from me, Randy. Of course, you, you brought it up a few minutes ago with, with the football locker room. You have 53 guys, 53 different personalities. Of course, you played with the likes of Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Roger Craig, and others. Who was the prankster in, in you guys' locker room? Was it you or was it somebody else that, that the public doesn't know? I wasn't, I wasn't that big a prankster. Um, you know, the one guy you didn't want to ever get in a prank or a, a sort of a contest like that uh, was Montana, um, for the obvious reason. He made the most money and he had the most resources. 
and he had a really good imagine and he had a really good imagination. Um, so I, I'd say Joe. Joe had a you know everybody talked about him being you know quiet and everything. Yeah, he was quiet publicly, but he was he had he had a little bit of a crazy to him, and uh, he was one of those guys you didn't want to get mad, and you definitely didn't want to get into a a prank off with him because uh, he would he would go deep. You'd find your car on a roof or something like that. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> Learn a lot here, Lamont. Okay, Randy, last question for me also, sir. What advice would you give uh, younger people such as myself trying to enter into this broadcasting business and have a career as long as you've had? Um, just start. And, and once you start, just be really, really very persistent. Um, I started in about 1982. 83, I started doing local radio. Um, I got an opportunity through one of the radio stations in the off season. Um, and then I started doing TV a couple of years later, had my own TV show, had my own radio show when I was still playing. Um, and, you know, I didn't, didn't get paid much. I mean, I was doing it myself. I was doing it just because I wanted to do it. And I found stations that would let me do it. Um, you know, I, I think for kids coming out, let's say high school and college students coming out or athletes coming out, you know, everybody's got the same business model now. They want you to work for free uh, for a while or it, it, maybe it's not free, but it's close to it. Um, but you just got to pay your dues. And that's the roughest thing about, you know, this business and the sooner you get going, and the sooner you pay your dues, and the sooner you got that behind you. That is three-time Super Bowl champion with the, with the 49ers, also a college football Hall of Famer for UCLA, CBS Sports Network analyst. He also has the Randy Cross podcast. And are you guys done doing the, on the inside college football for the year? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, we finished up. Yeah. Okay. So I was the pick, I was the picks kit champion this year. I will I will note that. Since it was the picks champ for our for our league too, so <laughs> got two champions here. So you know, Randy, there you go. see, Ray, thank you so much. We gotta do this again, and uh, this you know, hopefully share more stories about your college and pro days. This, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Also at Randy Cross FB on Twitter. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. My pleasure. Stay safe. Bye now. And that was Randy Cross, longtime CBS sports game analyst, a studio analyst, also, like I said, a college Hall of Famer from UCLA, also a three-time Super Bowl champion with the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, he's accomplished a lot over the years. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll talk more NFL, you know, our studs and does to finish up the season. Also, the Bulls had a nice win against the Mavs last night, and also uh, some college hoops, So, and, and a whole lot more. So we'll be right back with more Sports Zoom style. All right. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Second City Sports Zoom style. Zoom style. <laughs> Once again, I'm Lakina McGee. You can follow me at Keena McGee on Twitter and at Keena underscore McGee on the IG. 
And you can follow me at Lamont Scott on Facebook, Lamont Scott 69 on Instagram, and Lamont Scott 16 on Twitter. You can follow the show at WeAreRealRadio.com over at War Media, W-A-R-R Media. And also you can listen to this, listen to this show and also watch us you know, on various you know, platforms on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, YouTube, all that stuff. And you can catch our beautiful faces on YouTube. All right. Like, share, and subscribe. Um, something came up with, you know, Sid, so he couldn't be with us for the rest of the show, but, you know, you just give Lamont and me. But uh, you know what? We got still got a lot to talk about, so let's talk about our studs and does to finish up the regular season. You start first, Lamont. Okay, we will go with the studs. Uh, my first stud would be, and it's pretty simple studs this week because you really only had to do a couple of things to become a stud this week. But <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Derek Henry, of course, doing what a uh, few men could do. And I'm proud of him. I still don't think he gets the respect and, and, and his little trainee that he left behind at, uh, at, at Bama looked like he go following the same footsteps eventually. So I look, I look forward to seeing what he does when he shows up in the NFL. So Derek Henry will get my first one. The second one will be the New York football giants. See it. Uh, 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 the New York Giants beat the uh, Dallas Cowboys and therefore almost, almost kept things alive for themselves. And the last one would be the uh, Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins, you know, they overcame so much from the top to the bottom. You look at all they've been through team-wise from ownership to number one draft picks. And you look at them going forward, the Washington football team it should have a name next year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I was like calling the Washington, uh, the Washington politicians or something. They call, <laughs> call them something, but call them something. And you look at that defense, they're only going to get better. So like right. uh, Rick Rose said when he was with us, I don't think a lot of teams want to play him. <laughs> I really don't. Tampa Bay, not feeling 100% because if Chase Young act a fool on Tom Brady in the first quarter, especially with Mike Evans going down like he went down, it could get real ugly real fast up there in Tampa Bay. So uh, they get my third one. Yeah, it's interesting too because if you heard there was some audio that came out after that win of, you know, Chase Young said, I want Tom Brady. So if you're Tom Brady, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so uh, there you go. Um, my, first, my first stud is Justin Jefferson. For yeah. the, uh, got, another, got a couple of touchdowns. You know, if you finish with a, um, 143 receiving yards, he breaks the record held by Anquan Bowden when he was a rookie. That's the most, that's the most um, yard, receiving yards by a rookie. So, you know, 1,377 yards, he's now at good, you know, good for him. And look, I think he's definitely sort of on pace. I think Minnesota, unfortunately, this year, you know, they just they disappointed. A lot of people had them win the division. But if you have some – what what'd you say? What'd I you say, did. Oh, oh I, I know. Did. I know you did, Lamont. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but um, 
Also, uh, Kirk, uh, also Kirk Cousins is second in franchise history with 39. He, you know, he had a couple of touchdown uh, passes yesterday against Detroit. So, you know, Minnesota, if they can shore up that defense, I think they could be right there to perhaps make it for the NFC North next year. Uh, let's see who else. You know, funny, defense, that defense was their calling card a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and of course you lost a lot of guys, you know, had a lot of defections and stuff like that. So that I think that's you know that that I think that's what killed them in the end. Uh, Washington, for the, uh, all the reasons you said, said uh, Lamont. I mean, you know, they they looked really good. Like, Al, look, I'm happy for Alex Smith. Happy for Ron Rivera. You know, as Randy Cross said earlier. I mean, you can do like a a, a feature on any one of those those guys, and you know, you'll he'll you'll you can't help yourself for but you know to cheer for them. Also, uh, Buffalo, again, we talked about earlier this earlier with Randy. I mean, Josh Allen, three touchdown passes. I, I mean, gosh. And also Antonio Williams had two touchdown runs. The defense, you know, they really didn't, they really didn't have to win this game, but they wanted to win that game. And, you know, good, good for them. And, you know, on to the playoffs they go. I think there would be a very, they'll be a very dangerous team coming into the playoffs. Yeah. All right, Dud's time on the on the flip side. Um, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. If you're going to go with the man, <laughs> how you going to bench, speaking of going with, he went with Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. Then you decide to bench Jalen Hurts in a game when Carson Wentz is not even active. So... What message are you sending to your team? And then I think you said something about you was trying to win the game. He, he couldn't have been doing that bad where you had to bench the brother. So it'll be, it remains to be seen how everything turns out for Mr. Peterson, but he gets number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, America's team. All you had to do was win. But that shows you that it's a new America, y'all. It's a new America. Make Dallas great again is what the statement going to be saying in Dallas one day. Make Dallas great again because they, they, they number two. And number three, I have to go with, because of personal reasons, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. You don't ease up off a of division, folks. I don't care. Because now you got to see them again this week. So would you rather beat their brains in and not see them or lose to them, give them confidence to them to come back and thinking they can beat you and get beat again? So to prevent that beating from happening, hit them in the mouth the first time, and you don't really have to worry about them getting up. So Pittsburgh get number three. Okay, for all the reasons you said, Lamont, you said in the first that I got the, the, the Doug Peterson and the Eagles. I mean, if you saw after the game, you saw Jason Kelsey, who's a veteran uh, O-lineman, Zach Ertz, also Carson Wentz. I mean, they were all like, there were videos of, there was videos of them like walk, leave at the stadium after the game. And you could tell how dejected they were. And this could probably be the last games for all three of them, you know, because remember Ertz, you know, doesn't have a contract, didn't sign a contract decision. Kelsey's up after this year too. So they might, you might be seeing those guys in different uniforms. So they wanted to, you know, uh, flub that game. And I'm sure they wanted to win that game. 
but you know, like I know Randy hates saying it, but it, but it is true though. It is what it is. Uh, my second one goes to Arizona. Uh, uh, what? I mean, uh, well, more or less because you know, well, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll give them a mulligan here because look, they're young, and you can tell Kyler Murray was not one hundred percent. So I'll resend the I'll resend the dub for Arizona. And Aaron Donald played his butt up. Yeah, that's true. He played his best game. Saved his best game for a season for now. Um, but also Pittsburgh, like you said, I mean, you don't ease up, you know, against your division rivals. Now you got to watch, yeah, play them again this week. I mean, I know Mason Rowe was complaining that, you know, there were some calls, you know, rough in the passer penalties that didn't get called, but you're Mason Rudolph, and maybe if it was Big Ben was out there, maybe you could have. Maybe you could have probably, but, you know, you're not Big Ben, so unfortunately you're not going to yeah. get the calls. Um, oh, Detroit to me, 509 points. That's the most they've, that's the most, that is the most points given up by a team in the, in the Super Bowl era in the NFL. So the, yeah. congratulations, Detroit, you broke another record. Yes. <laughs> You're going to be looking for a new GM and a new head coach. And we'll talk about the head coaches, you know, later on. But uh, those are our studs. That's pretty much it. I mean, it was pretty straightforward what our studs and does because, you know, a lot of the games really didn't mean much. And, look, we know what Derrick Henry did, finished with over 2,000 yards. Mm. Yes. Excuse me. So, you know, that's just, just a freaking nature. So, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about the wild card games, you know, on Friday's pod. But, um, so, yeah, so those are our studs and duds. So, let's go to the NBA hardwood for a second there, Mr. Scott. Um, yeah, the Bulls got a nice win against the Mavs. I mean, granted, they didn't have Luka. Luka, uh, so I take the game off. Also, Krillin Porzingis, you know, he hasn't played, he hasn't played this season anyway. So, but he, look, a nice, look, a nice win for the Bulls. You know, Zach Levine, you know, had 39 points. I mean, I mean, look, I know people are saying that, hey, let's take for Kate Cunningham of Oklahoma State or, you know, somebody like that. But I think you, you'll, you'll take these kinds of wins. They're three and four right now. So what do you think about the Bulls last night? Or did you see the game? No, you know what? I, I haven't watched it yet, but I watched some of the highlights. But you just look at those three wins that they got. I mean, Luca wasn't there. Okay. But we did we are winning the games we supposed to win. And I think that will be the difference in the end. That's something that we didn't do last year as a team. We you know, after we beat Washington that first time, we knew how to do it, so we knew how to do it the second time. You see what I'm saying? We shouldn't have lost the Golden State. So technically we should be four and three right now. And and looking okay. So, I mean, I'm okay with the not quit. I think Zach Levine is trying to become an all-star this year. I mean, especially on the defensive end. He's moving his feet. He's using his athleticism on the defensive end, mm -hmm. which is so impressive because he can do it. You know, he can do it. I just need, you know, I think the biggest move the Bulls made in the offseason was their training staff. I just need that new training staff to keep them boys healthy. You know, we're already out of marketing. But marketing may be a sell high while you got a chance type situation right now for the Bulls. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Can he continue to facilitate? I thought he would be the next Dirk Nowitzki at one point in his rookie season. But especially even when he participated in the skills competition. You know, he has skills. I just don't know. I think, you know, I think those years of the boiling has taken a lot out of him, and it's going to take a lot to get it back in. Yeah, it'll be interesting, though, to see what, what I think, you know, 
Ernest Arturo's kind of fist. Oh, my God, his name right also Mark Eversley. See what they have in his roster. Will some of these guys be gone? Probably by the trade. Will Otto Porter be, be gone? You know, guys like that. I mean, I, I can see it happening. I think you're just trying to see what you have and maybe can build around. Do you build around Levine? You know, or we perhaps maybe you try to trade him for somebody. I mean, is Kobe White? Kobe White made some big shots, although he's still, you know, that some of his, his handling skills still needs a little bit of work. I mean, their defense needs to still have a little bit of work. So I think, I, I think that, look, I think Bulls fans take the, what'd you say? They got, they got the right backup in Garrett Temple. Yeah, yeah, he's been really good. Also, Daniel Gaffer's been really good. So I, I think, look, I, I think, let, let's see what the Bulls have first. I mean, I'm not going to freak out if, you know, they just miss making the play-in game, if you will. So, I mean, I'm just looking for some good basketball, and we're getting it right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Look, are there some things I need to improve on? Yes, absolutely. But, you know, the defense, yeah. like I said, it needs a little bit of work. But I, I think, look, I'm, I'm happy with what I'm seeing and development of some of these guys. Yeah, everybody needs some work right now, you know. So, I mean, let's, let's wait it out. You know, we'll have this conversation after 30 games. And we'll, 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 revert, we'll revert back to this after 30 games. Absolutely. So what about the NBA as a whole? Who's impressed you? I know we're only like, we're like three weeks in and most of these games are I'm glad Steph showed him last night that he's still a man. I still know how to shoot the ball. Remember <laughs> that. But you know what I think it is too? You notice he didn't try to shoot like this until Draymond came back. Oh, I'm yeah. not, I was watching the game with somebody and they told me I was crazy, but I said, sometimes Relationships just don't work unless you're with the right person. Hmm. So I've seen people leave a relationship and get into another one, and it just not work, even though they're both good people. But if you're in a relationship with people and y'all trust each other a certain kind of way, it tends to work. I think not having Clay and Draymond, Curry was a little apprehensive, a little, okay, let me go, going through the motions, so to speak. But just having Draymond back on the floor to see his celebration after every time Curry hit a three, to hear him talk crazy to the rest of the people when Curry mm. hit a three. I think that's what was missing in Steph Curry the first five games of the season. I think now that he has that back, Port, I mean, uh, Golden State has enough talent, like they beat the Portland team. They, has enough, they have enough talent to beat a lot of teams. Because Wiseman can play defense. And Wiggins looking better than he looked ever. And Kelly Oubre can play. So I think having Draymond healthy back, being Draymond, yeah, you ain't going to score the most points. You're going to talk the most garbage. That's all that you need to do. Talk the most garbage and keep them boys going. I can see him eventually getting in Kelly Oubre ear, talking about, man, you know you can jump over them. I can see him talking to Wiggins. Stop being so soft, hitting him in his chest. Stop being soft or something like that. And Wiseman bigger than him, so he ain't going to run up on him too much. But I can see him saying, big man, let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I like that. Uh, another player I'm interested in watching, I've caught a couple of his games, Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Mm -hmm. He said he's on a mission. If that man played the way he can play, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. I don't think he gets enough credit. People holler, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. I, I think Carl Anthony better. That's just my opinion, though. <laughs> Carl Anthony yeah. a big man. Yeah. So I'm checking him out. And, of course, 
I've been watching my second favorite new team of the world, the Phoenix Suns. Mm -hmm. And once, once, once Chris Paul finally had that conversation, it looked like with Devin Booker saying, man, this is still your show, man, do your thing. You know, I, 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 I was glad to see Sarge come back. It means less playing time for my family, but at the same mm -hmm. time, <laughs> he's a better player. Because he can step out and hit that three for him often. So I'm, I'm going to continue to watch and where my Phoenix Suns get this year. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, they lost a tough one to the Clippers last night. But they had one like four in a row, but prior to that, so they looked yeah. really good. And I think having, I think CP3 like telling Booker, look, I'm not trying to take over. I'm just here to kind of like mentor you guys and guide you guys. You know, let 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 let's get it. And you know, and it's working now too. So which is which is um which is terrific. Um, for me, I think look what Steph did last night was a show of remarkable. He became the second oldest player to score 60 plus points. You know, Kobe, old, you know, Kobe is now you know Kobe, you know, is you know, the the oldest, but you know, 62 points. I mean, that's the most for, for you know, it's 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 amazing what he's he's done. I think he's trying to say, hey, look, guys, hey, remember me? I mean, he scored 20 points in each quarter. That's never been done, in, in, in that's rarely done in the NBA. And, and also, you know, goes to history. I think Rick Barry, I think had like 60, like five or something like that. I saw somewhere. So, but definitely the most. And yeah, you know, I, I think. Look, I think Golden State. Yes, they don't have you know Clay, but I think they're showing you. Hey, look, I'm still here, guys. Steph is saying so. Look, don't get twisted. Um, with Draymond coming back, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think that definitely helps. Um, look, Philly's been, been playing very well. I mean, I think I think Ben Simmons is looking looking at those rooms and saying, I don't want to go to. I don't want to go nowhere. <laughs> so, you know, they've won three in a row. Philly has. Um, the Knicks actually have looked pretty good so far. Um, you know, at West, I mean, the Clippers, like I said, again, that's when I guess the Suns last night. The Lakers, I mean, LeBron's showing you, yes, I'm, yes, I'm 36, but I'm, I'm still pretty good at this. And you yeah. know, they had a nice, they had a, um, a nice, nice win. Um, and Brooklyn making, Brooklyn making me nervous. You know what? I look. I wasn't expecting Brooklyn to be like you know seventy-one and one or something like that. I mean, look, these—it's all like ebbs and flows. I mean, these things are going to happen. I'm sure they're going to be guys. They're going to be taking. They're going to be taking the games off every once in a while. You're, they're going to get their best shot from teams. So, yeah, I know they lost a couple in a row. They lost you know, a tough one on Saturday, but I, I think look, I think people shouldn't you know not freak out too much. They shouldn't figure out too much. I mean, look, they look. The Wizards really needed that win after what happened with the losing two against the Bulls. So, I think that they really need that win for morale. They've lost a couple in a row. I, I get it, but I I think Brooklyn. I think Nets fans should not freak out just yet. <laughs> it's been a couple of bad injuries, you know. I yeah, was, Tim, I, yeah, Tim. Yeah, Tim. you know, just found out that yeah, he. Um, Dom, yeah. Dom, I was watching that game when he got hurt. Yeah, th thankfully that's not it's not serious. He's only gonna miss a couple of weeks, which it could have been a whole lot worse. Thankfully, it's not. So that's that's a that's you know a good thing there. The Pelicans have been playing pretty well to understand Van. So, I mean, look, I think at this point of the season, I think people are just still you still got guys taking games off. You know, you got guys that are not playing right now, and you're still trying to find the footing. So we're only like a couple of weeks in. So I think people should just kind of like you know. But 72 games going to come so quick to us, watch. They're going to fly back. Oh, yeah, which is probably, if you're an NBA fan, I think that's probably what you want because <laughs> people say A2K is kind of like just drags it out. But in this case, I think you're not, you're not too, you're not going to be too uh, upset with a, 
with a you know a seventy two uh, shortened season. But it should be should be interesting. You know, look, the Wizards have won a couple in a row. I think they did that for a morale boost. So I, I think people should. I'm a little worried about Toronto though. Could it be maybe because they're not playing in Toronto, they're playing in Tampa? You wonder like they're still kind of like all discombobulated. So. I don't know what's going on in Toronto or well Tampa, you know, in this case, but I, I just I'm a little worried. That's that's a team I'm a little worried about. Yeah. I think they got a raw deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Couldn't yeah, not because of COVID restrictions in Canada. They couldn't play in Canada, so now they're playing in Tampa and now I think everything's all like this this just it's just crazy. It's just everything's all like going haywire there. Hopefully they can get it together. Yeah, hopefully. That's not cool at all. No, not at all. So let's go to okay, college football. All right, Lamont, let's go to the college gridiron. Um, a couple of playoff games. I mean, we talked about it with uh, Randy Cross earlier. I'm, I, was very, I was very shocked when I saw, you know, Justin Fields play the play. See what I'm wearing. I know. I saw your Ohio State shirt. Yeah, those who are going to be watching this on YouTube. Yeah, you look at the, uh, Mr. Scott's shirt here. Uh, <laughs> You see, you see, I, you see what I tweeted, right? I know, I saw I, it. I, I put some respect on his name. Yes. Yeah, put some respect on that man's name, cause yes, he 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 doesn't get any. So I think they put the world on notice. They put Alabama on notice that yeah, we only played them games, but it wasn't our fault. If we'd have played ten games, we'd have went ten and zero. Is the way they acting. I I mean. I don't know what happened in that Clemson game. I don't know if Clemson didn't show up. I don't know if they got intimidated. You know, the gifts and memes running around social media talking about they were scared to play Ohio State because they had missed so many games because of so many situations. I don't know what they talking about, but yeah, I mean, Ohio State looked like they wanted it more. Yeah, that's what that's kind of that's what it felt like, and I think. Look, I think Clemson. I think were. I think they were shocked that they, they they weren't expecting this Ohio State team. I mean, yeah, they didn't play a lot of games, but I think look, they're no slouches. So and they Justin Fields, who probably who I'm sure played half that the last half that game with bruised ribs. I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, he was but, hurt. Yeah, but the good news is that you know they do get ten days off before Monday, next Monday's national championship game. So. You know, and Alabama, look, I know the score. Yeah, they only won by 17 against Notre Dame, but that game was not as close. It was over by the second by the second quarter. It was Notre over Dame, with. They, Notre Dame looked good. I mean, their helmets was extra shiny. They looked <laughs> fashion-wise. They was, they was number one. <laughs> did, you catch, did you catch any other ones? Did you catch that Northwestern or that Indiana game? Yeah, that Northwestern look. I mean, I look. I know that. I know that Auburn. You know, they're, they're playing with mostly kind of like I don't want to say second stringers, but a lot of their guys opted out. They got a new coaching staff coming in, so you kind of felt they look. They stayed with Northwestern for a little bit, so I'm not surprised that Northwestern beat Auburn because of what you know, everything that's going on off the field for them. But you know, you gotta give Northwestern credit. I mean, that that defense, that defense is gonna be a force to be reckoned with next season. No doubt about it. Yes. Yeah, you know, Jordan Butler, he's only a freshman. My God. Yes. You know, that, that, you know, but, but look, that, look, I mean, you know, Peyton Ramsey you know, was able to leave. Uh, well, I, th- I think he is coming back. I think I read somewhere. I don't know. Cause, cause, yeah, because I think the way it works, I think they instantly, of course, told their athletes, like, if you want to come back, if you want to have, you will have extra eligibility. If you want to come back, you can. 
So we'll see. Yeah. That should be fun. Did you see the uh, the Miami game where another star was born? Uh huh. Tell <laughs> tell everyone who that star is. <laughs> they pack up quarterback. Uh huh. Oh yeah. I, I I can't think of his name, but I know he was born during that game. King went out and he went in, and, and you look at King already had announced he was coming back, but now that they got a, a solidified quarterback right there behind him, it makes you wonder. Like, okay, am, I'm gonna have to fight for my job next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he'll he'll be back around the time that they're about to do you know, fall practice, so it'll be. Sorry about that. It'll be interesting to see, you know, May Diaz. He'll have a pretty interesting decision to make once, yeah. once fall starts. Because if he looks good, like I, I got to look up uh, the young man's name, the, the, the second stranger, uh, the Kose Perry. That's who you're, that's who you're yeah, referring to. Kose. Yeah. The Kose Perry, yes. Uh, two for two touchdowns, 228 yards. I mean, look, they, they may have a, they, look, De'Ara King may have to fight for his job next year after he, after rehab. So we'll see. Yeah. And you know who broke who broke my heart, Cincinnati. I felt bad for them. That was a that was a tough loss. But look, Georgia, to their credit, look, they also had a lot of their guys that opted out. So, I mean, look, I, I think Kirby Smart didn't want to, have to deal with another uh, another loss, you know, bowl loss. So I think, look, I I want my my guys to uh, to win, and they 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 did. So you know, Daniels Daniels has been you know finally get a chance to see him regularly. So. He yeah. looks good, so you know, got I got I can look. I commend uh, Georgia for their performance. You know, pull it off that Peach Bowl win. Yes. All right. What's another one? There was another one that stood out to me. Oh, Iowa State. Matt Campbell has done an amazing job with that program. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, you can kind of say that. Look, Oregon probably had no business being there because they're so they're like they're like twelve. <laughs> they're the youngest yeah. team in FBS, but. But look, I mean, they had a valiant effort, and you know, we'll see. I mean, his name is being floated around as perhaps some of these NFL jobs. So we'll see with I, him. I like I like what Randy Cross said about the the gap between a college coach and an NFL coach has never been so smaller in the NFL now because of the way the NFL is moving in the direction that it's headed. So I think uh, college coaches can make that move now easier than it was when people like Jimmy Johnson and Nick Saban made that move. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely, not, it's not a big gap as it used to, as it used to be. Like maybe ten, even ten years ago, I would say five or ten years ago. So it, it'll be interesting. A um, and M, like, and you know, Orange Bowl. I, I love that Jimbo Fisher was kind of politicking at the end of the game. Like, uh, that's not how it works. Yeah. You're not going to get to the national championship game, Jimbo. I mean, I, I, I admire him his uh, persistence and his politics politicking, but it's not happening. <laughs> he tried. He tried though. I'll get look. I'll, look, I'll, look. Like I said, he's he's a pretty good. You know, he can go into politics though too if he if he chooses to once it, once it's all said and done. But you know, that was a, that look. That was a nice showing by AM and I think he's showing people showing folks that look. Maybe they should have been in the championship game or at least in the playoff. I know I know Saban voted for them to be in that that fourth spot. So it's not like they, they, it's not like that. Uh, Ohio State, they, they had Ohio State just ahead of them at five, so they can't use that. He can't, they can't use that as motivation. Sorry, uh, sorry, Ryan Day and Justin Fields and the rest of you guys, but it's not happening. You can't use that. Everybody say they shouldn't expand it, but I, I really do think they should expand it. Um, I, look, if you do like you know the Power Five winners plus three at large, then that that might you can probably that might work. 
Yeah. But uh, I, I just, yeah, I think you might have, everything might go haywire. We'll, we'll, we'll ask Ray that next time we, we have them on. Should be interesting to see what they do here. Uh, okay, let's see. What else? Any other any other bowl games uh, stood out for you? No, actually, I, I, I probably watched. I watched, I can't remember. I know I watched some of the, I can't remember even who was playing the uh, some of the Outback Bowl. Uh-huh. I see. I'm trying to remember some of the names of the ones I flicked it to. It was another one. Uh, potato, the Duke's, Duke's Mayonnaise. Yeah, the Duke Mayo Bowl. Yeah, interesting name. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, that, yeah, that was an interesting, excuse, that was an interesting game, even of itself. I mean, that, that brawl was just like, yes. good Lord, uh, of course. That's we're talking, Duke, yeah. Duke out. Yeah, uh, the, yeah you, you, you said it, though. Um, gosh, I mean, I, I don't know what went on in that, in that game. I mean, it's just, just, uh, just, just not a good look for, I mean, well, Wisconsin dropped the, dropped the, uh, dropped the trophy. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah the, which ended up being an interesting game though, nonetheless though, though, but, uh, between Wisconsin and Wake Forest, but, uh, they, they dropped the trophy and the, the player admitted that he did it. So I'm, I'm sure <laughs> that'll be interesting. Speaking of dropping trophies. Did you see how heavy that trophy was that Ohio State had to pick up? <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a sponsorship trophy, so I, I look it, 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 it did look pretty heavy, and I don't know like how they were. Really, I guess they had to get their, a couple of their O line guys or D line guys to carry that trophy. <laughs> yeah, I know when they was trying to hold it up, he was like, "I need some help with this." <laughs> That's crazy. Another another bowl performance I think you know, should be applauded. Oklahoma showing you that eh, you know what maybe we're not maybe you probably if we if it not been for those two losses I think they probably would have been up there too. I mean Spencer Rattler threw for three touchdowns and rushed for one and I, I and their defense has been playing we had gotten better and better as the season went on so and I think I think most of those guys are back so Oklahoma will probably be right in the top th- top 3 or 4 press even at the very least top 5 when the rankings come out later this summer so I can see them probably have maybe challenging for a playoff spot next season and what was interesting also I was looking at all of these quarterbacks and where they will be going next year and which ones had you know looked like they could make it on the next level you know, I, I I I look at we was talking to Randy earlier about it. I think the Bears need to look at just drafting somebody, even if he doesn't work out. They just need to draft something coming out of school. And it's enough of them coming out of school where you can draft somebody. Especially he usually wastes those later picks anyway. I think they should make a move like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Just to see what what um, they decided to do. I mean, Trask is already, Kyle, Kyle Trask has already said that he's going to the NFL. Um, Zach Wilson, who we talked about earlier, he's going to the NFL too. So it'll be interesting to see if some of these guys do decide to leave or do they take advantage of the NCAA rule and they decide to stay. Yeah, I, think, I think if one of them think they got the shot at being a number one quarterback in college, they might come back. Yeah, they might. They might. I don't, I don't see nobody popping out of nowhere. Right. Very interesting to see what happens there. So if we're, you know, you want to go to the college, uh, college uh, hardwood, Mr. Scott? Yes. Uh, if the few that's being played, since everyone seems to be getting sick and canceling and things of that nature, 
COVID is killing college basketball. Yeah, I mean, Villanova has already had to pause their activities again. They've had to postpone three games. Um, Coach K, you know, Duke, there, you know, he's quarantining, so he'll miss the uh, BC game. Um, a whole lot of, yeah, so that definitely has wreaked havoc on some of the scheduling here for college hoops. I mean, you have had like a lot of games canceled and postponed. I mean, Wisconsin, Penn State, they've had to postpone their games because of a they COVID, I think, in the Penn State program. So, I mean, a lot of, but this actually comes just as the NCAA announced that the entire tournament will be played in, Indi- in the state of Indiana. <laughs> Lucas Oil Stadium, of course, that's where the, the Final Four is going to be this year. Assembly Hall, that's where Indiana plays. Higley Fieldhouse, that's where Butler plays. And I think they're playing at Ball State's arena, too. So. You know, oh, arena look good? Produce. Back here, they, they, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've definitely they been robbed recently. Yep. The way they got it set up, it looked real good down there. It does. It looks great, and I think there might be a couple of high school, high school uh, gyms that might be on the smaller, like medium size. They might go like DePaul, you know, some other schools. I think Indiana State's also being considered, you know, for for an early site game. So, yeah, I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna try to make this work, and they're ready for it this time around. And you know, I know we switched to college basketball, but uh, before you got off of football, I had wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead. All of those NFL firings so far, you, you see they got rid of Lynn, Marone. Like, who do you think they're going to elevate to those positions? Do you think they're going to look at a person like Byron Leftwich? I know Eric Bieniemy is interviewing for two jobs today. Mm-hmm. But do you think he will be the only one that will get some action? Um. Yeah, I think Bammy will, will. He'll get a job. It'll just be he'll have. I think he'll have his picks of jobs because I think he's definitely the most sought after guy right now. Um, Byron Leftwich. I mean, considering that the you know, Brady's numbers have been kind of up and down, I don't see a lot of teams you know buying for him. But I don't think. But uh, yeah, I think Bammy will definitely get his have his have his choice you know, of jobs. You know why I think Bammy might go. Uh, and it's just an early pick because he used to play for him, saying uh, the Chargers. I yeah, I can yeah, I can see that. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Also, some people said maybe Houston because Deshaun Watson's there. So yeah. let the league in passing Deshaun Watson did, despite you know everything. Hopefully, he'll have a competent coach and GM in his uh, in his grasp. But uh, yeah. yeah, sort of a it's kind of a light light uh, kind of like a been a light sort of Black Monday so far. I mean. None of the fires have been so. Yeah, none of the fires. Yeah, none have been really been surprising. So. It's been a brown Monday. Yeah, I mean, none of it's been really surprising. We knew, we knew it was it was like fifty fifty for Lynn. Unfortunately, he got fired. I know, I know. I'm sure you know him, him, he and his staff probably thought that you know that there was going to be another opportunity, but they probably should have because of some of the injuries and some of the circumstances. But, you know, it's unfortunate. You know that that's the case. Doug Maroney, you knew he was gone and. Not to mention the fact that you know you had, we already had like a couple of jobs open up too with Bill O'Brien, also Matt Patricia too. So it'll be interesting where a lot of these guys go. As big Fangio name hasn't came up. I think because I think because they were able to finish strong, I believe. I think that that helped a little bit also too the circumstances. I know there were some people that said that maybe he would probably get the boot in Denver, but like I said, I think with you know COVID issues and. You know, they, they lost a heartbreaker to the, the Raiders yesterday, which ended up yeah. being a good game. So, I, I – maybe also to Vaughn Miller. I mean, they didn't have Vaughn, Vaughn Miller this season. So, 
I, I think that played a part too. I think injuries and COVID. I think there were. I think some. I think some teams gave you know their coaches a shorter lease than others. Yes, they did. All right, so let's go to the college gridiron now. Um, I mean, look, you know, Michigan with a nice win against Northwestern yesterday. Minnesota bounced back from that loss to um, Wisconsin. They they beat Ohio State. Uh, yep. Texas, Texas down the top five. I mean, they they uh they dominated Kansas at Fog Allen. Totally surprised, totally surprised by that sort of mini upset. But look, Chakas Martin, you know, has his guys playing very well there in Austin right now. With all the things going on in the football program, I think Texas, you know, Texas is kind of itching up in the rankings. They're now in, they're now number four. So what, what, if you, if you've watched any college hoops this week, the mods in this, you know, long holiday weekend as everything's finishing up, you know, what, what's it out for you? Well, you know what? I didn't catch a lot of it. I was basically watching more highlights of it than anything. And that was mostly through the Big Ten Network. I've been trying to really follow this Big Ten because I'm kind of rooting on them to knock some of these other schools out of their place. I want I, I see a big future for them, and I've been watching the SEC Network, so I caught uh, them yesterday, and I've watched every uh, Florida A&M game ah. for for personal reasons. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, for personal reasons. My my cousin plays for Florida A&M, so oh nice. All of that. Yeah, the one who, uh, the one who brother plays with Phoenix. Oh, okay. So I've been watching all the Florida A&M games. So they had one get canceled, then another postponed. Then they were supposed to play South Carolina and got postponed. So they've been having COVID issues with everybody that they supposed to play, not mm. with their own thing. Ah, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we just see as the weeks go on, you know, with a lot of schedules being moved around and, and such. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I think everyone should look to see, like, okay, like, like I said, like I said a few minutes ago, Villanova had to pause again, you know, because of COVID issues in the program. Um, also, I, I think what Wisconsin Tech, Penn, I mean Wisconsin, Penn State, I should say, you know, had to postpone their game because of issues in the Penn State program. So. You know, especially with people coming back from traveling, it's gonna the numbers are gonna go up. That's just speaking of COVID issues. Did you have you been paying attention to the stadiums that's been having fans because of COVID? Like the New Orleans, they're letting seven hundred and fifty people in, right? Yeah. You can actually hear them on the broadcast. So it's weird that some of these states are doing it. And I'm wondering if it's going to pressure the other states in doing it. I know everybody's saying, well, once the vaccine is spread out more, more, more places will do it or whatever. But it's like, okay, if you go get your vaccine, I mean, it's okay for you to go to every game. I, you know what I'm saying? I think it's still muddy water. I don't know how you, you know, do that. I know given any opportunity I get, I'm personally going to any game I get the opportunity to go to. That's just me, you know, but a lot of people don't feel that way, but you can hear those fans in the audience and they don't sound bad. Yeah, you can. Well, yeah, I mean, I, look, like, like I said before, I think once the vaccine is sort of readily dispute, distributed, I think you probably will see more 
you might see more, you know, more more teams and more, you know, arenas and stadiums have people there. I mean, we've seen it in some states. I mean, I know in um I know like in one of the semifinal games, I think they only had like three thousand people, like mostly family and friends. I think it was the second game between Ohio State and Clemson because that's just a stadium stadium restrictions and guidelines. So I'm I'm a little yeah, I mean, down the line we'll see what happens with that, but I think I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen. Um, for a national championship game, I don't know what's. I think it's going to be like the same thing. They're only going to have like maybe a. They may add a few like you know essential workers and stuff from what I've from what I've read. So it is weird though seeing. And I think you know Shaka Smart even said that one of the reasons why that I think his team was able to pull off the many many upset of Kansas is that you know they didn't have a lot of people at Fog Allen. You know you, usually when that place is packed, you know it's, it's hard to hear. It's in some of them buildings when it's packed. It really is. But that's why, like, I was looking at Purdue. What happened, I called a Purdue women's game. And the way they have the court set up, by the court being so close to the seats anyway, it just looks full regardless. Yeah, it, it does. And, yeah, and I think that, that – uh, I know they made some remodels of that – of Mackey Arena recently. It still looks pristine. It still looks beautiful. And even with not a lot of people there, I think they, they do make it work. So – we might see that as the season goes on. Look, we're in first week of January now. Call, uh, conference, you know, plays in full swing in a lot of these places. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Is also like you like like we've been saying, COVID could still probably recap it. We're we're seeing it right now. And, and you know, uh, something else before we get off the air, we didn't get a chance to get into all of those baseball moves last podcast. Uh huh. It seems the Cubs are selling low. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, look, uh, look, I'm not thrilled with the idea of, you know, Darvish being Dell, but, you know, and Victor Cretini, but it, 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 look, I said, I mean, uh, hey, I know, I know Ray's probably going to hate me for saying this because he hates to say it, but it is what it is right now. I mean, it is obvious that, that the, the Cubs are rebuilding or starting to rebuild, so. Oh, the reset, reset. Oh, re- well, reset, well, reset. I mean, maybe, maybe they might, you know, try to contend or they just need the farm system because they don't. They don't have a farm system right now. And plus, we don't know, you know, what the Myers are going to look like next year, the, uh, next season coming up. I mean, because, you know, they didn't play last year. So it'll be interesting, though, to see how they'll, the haul that the Cubs got for Darvish. It'll be interesting. San Diego trying to win it all. Oh yeah, they want. They're trying to win. It. They're trying to go for it. And look, I commend them for it. But look, there's a team in Los Angeles that might say, "Hey, look, we're we're the defending champs. So you're gonna have to." Go through us. <laughs> they putting right. together. They putting together some pieces. Uh, absolutely. Um. Speaking of the Cubs, though, uh, they did hire a new uh, play-by-play guy, and it's a guy that you know that's you know that we know and loved. If you listen to listen to and watch him on, he did Sunday Night Baseball for ESPN. You know, very well, various you know, you know games for ESPN. Also does college shoes right now. John Shiambi has been named as the new play-by-play guy for <laughs> the Cubs. Marquee Network, Marquee Sports Network made the announcement earlier this morning. And look, this is a this is someone who has been doing this for a long time. And I think, look, we we looked out in the baseball, <laughs> baseball acumen with baseball, like you know, team announcing teams, both radio and television. Yes, and we've been very lucky. Yeah, so I think Cubs fans should be very excited for Mr. Shiam. And and, it, and it's funny, it's funny, and I hate to say how old I am. I remember uh, Harry doing White Sox games. And oh, yeah. so, um, yeah, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, we we we, we lucked out. And uh, while we're talking about announcing, uh, the Bulls' new announcer, I think he's been doing a good job with Stacey King. I think Stacey Stacey giving him a little flack from time to time, but he doing he doing okay, man. I like him. Which one? They're they're I know I know Ami's been doing like nationals of it with Jason Benet who does the the yeah. baseball. Jason Benetti. Yeah, yeah, he he subs in, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's just hilarious. Benetti is. Well, we'll see. Maybe we can get him on the show at some point. But he he's just he's just a walking encyclopedia, sports encyclopedia. I mean, he he can well we he can tell you stories all day. It's crazy. Yes, he can. But he's been doing a good job with the Bulls. He's been helping Stacy out, giving Stacy bigger and better words to use. So I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to. Uh, that was the one good thing about. When uh, last year, when I was able to go to the games, whenever uh, Atlanta came in after the game, I would wait for my cousin. So we would wait till the teams got too shower and then came out the locker room or whatever. Uh-huh. And the announcers would always be waiting around for something. And I had a chance to hang out and talk to a few of them. So that's the one thing I did like about going to all the games last year, even with like the All Star game and stuff. <laughs> you know, got to hang around and just wait. So that was pretty cool. It it is indeed. Oh, and uh, also two shout out to a good friend of the show, Layla Rahimi. He is she is now the first um score you know female to have a regular hosted gig weekdays on the score. She will be teaming up with Dan Bernstein. Start today. It'll be Bernstein and Rahimi. You know, every weekday from 9 a.m. to noon Central Time, you know, she's definitely earned this opportunity. We've had her on the show. We were so bummed that she, you know, that she was like over at NBC Sports Chicago. This was a smart move. You know, she's you know, young. She knows her stuff. You know, yes, yes, she's pretty too. Okay, gentlemen, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll of course, I'll give her that. But look, she's she's very knowledgeable and, and very she's kind. Smart. And, I like smart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's really good. And, I'll, you know, she's... You know, more than earn this opportunity. So, so good for her and, you know, good luck to her on the new show. Yes, definitely. I will be listening. All right. So what are you looking forward to this week, Lamont, before we commence on Friday? Uh, just more NBA, really. A lot, a lot more NBA. A lot more NBA as we work our way to a championship and to these playoffs. But it's, it's more so NBA. I look, at, I look forward to all the trash talk I get to leading up to Sunday's game. You know that that's my Super Bowl. That is my Super Bowl. Like, I don't even <laughs> care about the Super Bowl. I have both of my teams in the playoffs against each other. That's my Super Bowl. I'm going to win regardless. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're definitely, yeah, you're definitely in it regardless. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, same thing, same here. I mean, you know, yeah, the NBA, of course, you know, they're gearing, you know, gearing up as we're going right, you know, you know, right, maybe I'll kick it into gear here this season. Um, a couple of NC State Clemson, this was a match I'm looking forward to watching tomorrow in the college hoops ranks. Rutgers and you know, Michigan State, and Michigan State's 0 and 3 in Big Ten play right now. So we'll see. You know, no, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we don't want to lose his mind. Also, K, uh, KU and uh, TCU, you know, you know, uh, Jamie Dixon's got his guys playing well. They're 9 and 2 right now. And I know KU is going to want to bounce back from their loss to Texas. So that should be a good one there uh, tomorrow night on e Both those games will be, you know, are tomorrow night on the ESPN Family Network. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. All right. You know, on that note, you can follow me at Keena McGee on Twitter and at Keena underscore McGee on the IG. 
You can follow me at Lamont Scott on Facebook, Lamont Scott 69 on Instagram, Lamont Scott 16 on Twitter. All right. You can follow this show at War Media, W-A-R-R Media. You know, you give you know you can um you know watch the you know watch the shows on youtube like share and subscribe also you can listen to or wherever you get your podcast anchor spotify itunes google you know it's all there you know just just look for us and you can look at our lovely faces for second season sports also all the great programming you know josh josh has, does a great podcast we are we are we as well you know all the other shows that's david's show so yeah, so a lot of great programming, and hopefully, you know, we'll have you know, bigger and better things coming up in the new year. Yes, we will. That was the beginning of something beautiful. <laughs> oh, very nicely done, Lamont. Also, we'll, also, once again, thanks to uh, Randy Cross for joining us today. We'll have the interview up on the website probably tomorrow, so you can, you know, check that out as well. Also, and all of the shows, you know, from the previous episodes of Second City Sports. So for Lamont, I'm McKean. This has been Second City Sports Zoom Style, and we'll see you Friday. Peace. Holla, as Sid would say. All right. Stand alone and wash your hands. Thank <laughs> you.